Midwestern mama who's been there, bringing you practical, playful, and mindful tools to guide you on the path to your joyfully ever after. What are the tools? Weekly encouraging messages, relatable stories, self-reflections, empowering conversations, and fun principles. All designed with one goal in mind, to guide you to feel as great as everybody else looks on social media. Yep, no matter what life brings your way, because you deserve joy. All right, here's the show. Yes, you are in the right place for the Live with Heidi and Heather show. First, a message, a Thanksgiving gift for you. Hello, my dear friend. How are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? Yep, the rumors are true. I took a before work nap today. Four nights this week, I've been in kid shuffling around mode at night. And then last night, or this morning, Elvis, my stepdog, woke me up twice right before wake up time. When my alarm went off, I groaned. A little voice inside of me said, Please go back to sleep. And then another said, Suck it up. You'll be fine. A third said, Get your stuff done. Get the kids out of the house and lay back down. Boom. Had my answer. On this Thanksgiving Eve, I have a word gift for you. You might associate this word with a favorite hymn or your Thanksgiving meal. I assure you, this word is not only for church or holidays. The word is grace. We sing about grace in the church. We hope we receive it from God when we have fallen. We give grace for bountiful food and company that nourishes our bodies and souls. Going forward, I challenge you to think of grace in a new way. To take grace, wrap it up, and give it back to yourself with passionate abandon. Let it rain on you as a watershed of compassion and love and forgiveness. Give yourself grace for being and living the miracle that is you. No matter how you woke up, no matter what they said or did, no matter what, period. But I mess up all the time, you might be saying to yourself. What then? You don't make mistakes. You're not a mistake. You have unexpected and sometimes uncomfortable steps along your path. Why? So you learn what you're meant to learn. Why? So you can unlock and live your happiness, freedom, and joy. So what do you say? Try some grace with me? And would you like to know the three other steps that help me show up every day guilt-free, worry-free, in joy, with freedom and love for myself? Listen to Heather and I talk personal freedom. Now, here's the show. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to Live with Heidi and Heather. Hi, I'm Heidi Esther, a joy and mindfulness storyteller. And I am Heather Cox, happiness expert. And we're We're here here to pump you up (laughs) (laughs) with true stories, lessons, and tools to get you to more joy, happiness, and personal freedom. Come for the conversation and stay for the ridiculously cute dog cameos, like my dog, Elvis, who doesn't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like a girl's weekend without the hangover. All right, here's the show, and I'm going to let Elvis go. (laughs) All right, so our big thing today to talk about is personal freedom. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I've always kind of known what personal freedom is, but I didn't ever have to define it. And so this was a good exercise for me to actually define it and, um, We have come up, actually more Heidi than me, have come up with four things that you can do today to get yourself some more personal freedom. 
I think Heather underestimates herself. She, we totally talked about this together and came up with the four things. We, we traded oh. the logo. Yeah. So this is definitely a joint effort. And I want to hear more about how you've always felt that personal freedom. Cause I definitely did not. Oh, I'm not saying I always felt recently. it. I've never said I always felt it, but I kind of understood what it was and oh. wanted it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, you were a big thinker like your whole life and just me recently. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just recently in the deep end of things. So anyway, anyway, oh, how are you taking care of yourself today, Heather? Um, this morning, um, I have got back on track with doing my AM journaling. Um, mm. um, AKA uh, via Allah, that's what I'm looking for. Allah, uh, Julia Cameron and her um, artist way. Her morning pages got back yeah. on doing that, and I would have done a meditation that was the plan, but um, Ember woke me up at 6 30 this morning to go out. So, oh, okay, yes, so but that's okay. I got to see get the kind of the chill of the morning and all of that, and so that was nurturing too. What about you? What did you do today? Ah, well, I will be chatting about something I did today to take care of myself that also goes with what I'm proud of. Um, but today I did, it was a whole thing. And then I said, all right, I need to reset. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to jump into to getting stuff done. Cause I felt I just had all this stress built up and it was like, I just needed somewhere for it to go. And so, uh, I did, I did a meditation and I've been doing meditations, uh, from this lovely woman, Alexandra Takeda, and she has a lot of like, release and let go. And then, but today was like return to love. I did her return to love mm. meditation and it was only like six minutes, but it completely like reset my mindset to like, just connect with like my inner, my inner little Heidi cheerleader. Yeah. And, and I felt, I felt so good. And then I was ready to, ready to conquer the day. So I want to say congratulations to you because that shows a lot of self-awareness and, and then also acting on that self-awareness to stop and say, okay, I am not in a good space. I need to take, what did you say? Six minutes? Yeah. Six minutes mm -hmm. to reset. And that's all it took, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's huge. So good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. My, my story this week was about the dance with life. And so it's about that listening. Like there's a big, big piece. It's just like listening, but then following. Right. So mm -hmm. like, that's kind yeah. of like what I'm doing. I call it the dance with life three steps. So it's like, like ask the question, what do I need? Listen to the answer and then act on it. So it's, that's a three step, like, yeah. Ask, listen, you know, act. Excellent dance. And just like with all dancing, Sometimes you have to learn step by step. First, you have to learn to ask. And then maybe the next time you're aware. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, sometimes we, we finally get that break. Like, oh, this isn't good. What should I do now? And mm -hmm. but then we don't listen. Then, then we end up saying, oh, well, my mom usually can help me out. Or like, I'm going to go ask my spouse. And, mm -hmm. and so it takes a real concentrated effort just to, just to sit, sit in that in that moment of discomfort and say like, what do I need that I'm not going to fulfill like knee jerk. I'm just going to sit yeah, and, and, and let, let my body or my intuition tell me. Yeah. So, so that's yeah, awesome. Well, that's huge. Yay. All right. Well, what's one thing you're proud of this week? Oh my gosh. So this morning I had a bit, it's my son's late start day. So my wife was already at work and my daughter was already at school and he hadn't done all of his stuff overnight, like his lunch and mm. all these other chores that, cause we tell him like, we have this thing like teamwork makes the dream work. So we're all doing our own parts. And if you don't do your own parts, then I ended up doing your parts and then I can't do my parts and then yeah. the dream's not working. And so, uh, I gave him the bad news. I'm like, I'm pretty sure your phone is like, you're going to have to relinquish your phone today. And that's like his heir as a 15 year old. Oh, yeah boy with a girlfriend and uh he he even told me he was like popular and then his his sister like reinforced that so i guess he's like popular and so he has a lot of i know he's fancy he has a lot of friends in high school 
and he's had this huge blow up of anger. And I, I, I firmly believe that God gave me a son to finally deal with me being okay with being able to take care of myself in a house with someone who has anger, like his father. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what I said, he, he kind of, he kind of, he got in the, we got in the middle of it and then I kind of stopped and he's like, and I'm like, that was really angry and impolite what you just said. And then, and then I was like, you have a, you know, you might have a pattern similar to the patterns that your dad has. And he, he kind of paused and said, Oh, well, maybe like, maybe I'm just, I'm really worried that maybe I'm turning into dad. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, you might have a pattern like dad, but now you have the gift of being in this house and being, becoming self-aware that your actions make other people do things. Like I used to always give you what you wanted, but you know what? I'm no longer giving you what you want. And we're going to sit here and figure this out. And he slowly deflated and we had a very good heart to heart. And uh, so I'm very proud of him and I'm very proud of me for sitting in that moment. But that's what created all the stress in me when I had to, when he left, (laughs) after, like, after he, I dropped him off, I was like, ah, so I screamed a lot in the car and that was really good. I just got it out like physically. And then I came back home and I did the return to love meditation. So. Wow. You had a big morning. It was a big morning. I was like, oh, I feel like this needs to probably be a story. So, yeah, definitely. You know, I'll be coming your way soon on IESer.com. <laughs> what are you proud of this week? Um, I am proud of that. Um, long story short, my husband has been doing alternate fasting since January 2020. And by alternate fasting, he has been doing the eat one day, not eat one day. So eat fasting mm. every other day. And so in September, I decided, okay, I'm going to give this a try. So it took me two months kind of playing around with it, seeing what I can get away with and what I can't, because that's who I am. I have to see what I can get away with. And so starting last Sunday, I have been going every other day and I have not eaten at all on those alternate days. And I haven't killed people. This is good. Yes, I'm proud of I'm proud of you for even considering <laughs> considering this alternate day fasting. Well, I did a lot of research on it, and there's a lot of health benefits that I think would be beneficial for me. One specifically for the brain. There's a lot of dementia and Alzheimer's in my family, and so it's it is according to theory very helpful for that. Uh-huh. So. That's why I've been doing it. And I've noticed that I haven't been bruising as much. I bruise really easily. Oh. I haven't had as many bruises. So that's good. Unexpected side benefit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And it has gotten easier. I don't feel like I want to kill people as much. I'm not getting as much of the brain fog. So that's good. So, yeah. Wow. So you don't even have like coffee or juice or anything? No, I'll, I'll have I'll have coffee or tea. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, um, it's also okay. I haven't done it very often, but it's also okay to put some apple cider vinegar in some water. And I also, mm, my in-laws do that for health yeah. benefits, the apple cider vinegar. And you can, um, we always drink 32 ounces of lemon water every morning. Mm. We learned that from uh, the conscious cleanse, which we did many, many years ago. And that's the only thing <laughs> that's stuck um, is doing, I- drinking that 32 ounces of lemon water. And I think it's because um, you start to feel like when you don't have it, your body's pissed because you're dehydrated from not drinking all night. And so it like just replenishes you right away. So that's why your skin looks so good. Is it, is it the, it's genetics plus lemon water? Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got, you got good skin. Thank so you. I appreciate that. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm not going to consider it, but I will consider the lemon water. That sounds like a good idea for me. Yeah. We share a lemon. We each get half the lemon squeezed into the water. Nice. So it's yeah. fresh lemon water. Yes. We buy a lot of lemons. And then we get angry when some of them mold. Then we have to wash them all again. And mm-hmm. It's the cycle of life. 
the lemon. Yeah. Yeah. One, one, one rotten lemon can, can ruin the bunch. It's like apple, right? That's right. Old Just apple. like apples. One rotten apple. All, All right. right. So I think we're gonna we're gonna get started into the yeah. the four four ways, um, four different tips to get personal, personal freedom. freedom. That's so right. I'm gonna show the first one. So the first one is don't let fear drive the bus. Mm. So fear, I believe, is the the basis for many, many of the negative things in our life. And fear comes from our ego. And you make a lot of decisions based on that fear. You, you want you want to feel safe. Um, you you want to be your best. You, you know, all of these things that happen. And, um, and before, like a lot of the things when we were younger that we used to help keep us feel safe, those fears, they don't work anymore when you're an adult. Um, and so yes. what we did to feel safe, um, the perfectionism that we sometimes have and maybe staying away from risks and those things, they don't, they don't work anymore. So the ego worries and rationalizes and then the fear comes up and then you don't move forward and you aren't be able to be, you're not able to be your authentic self. Yeah. You just get, you just get kind of stuck in these patterns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I think of when, um, when I, I was, I was little and, and even when I was a teenager, like I always prided myself on being like mommy's little helper, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm always the most helpful. I'm always, I'm the most helpful one and, and all that stuff. And that's great to, to be seen as a middle child in a busy yeah. household, but not good to be in when you're in an trying to be in an equitable marriage <laughs> yeah, or trying to get time if you're a stay-at-home mom. You know, yeah. Or if you have a business partner that would like run all over you. So yeah, those patterns definitely in, in adulthood, they get the, they get the big. Yeah. Thumbs down. Yeah. It's all cute when you're a little kid and you're helping set the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, you're, you're on the stool, like washing the dishes and you're like, yeah. I'm such a helper. Yep. Yeah. Makes you feel loved and safe. <laughs> and then. Yeah, but when you're washing the dishes every night and no one's helping you, helping you, you're not smiling anymore about them. No. <laughs> you take that stool and you're going to throw it at people. <laughs> no, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> no, I never have thrown that stool at anybody. Just yeah. To, just to let you know. My big fear that holds me back is just the uh, fear of putting myself out there and using my voice because... When I was a little girl, I somehow learned that if I put myself forward, it takes away from other people. Ooh. Yeah. So I've had to learn that it actually benefits, well, myself, but also other people to be out there and to share my light and share my voice. So that has been my big fear that I like have to like set aside all the time. Like Elizabeth Gilbert says, I have to put it in the back of the, of the car. So you can come along, but you don't get to drive. Mm. <laughs> I know you're there. <laughs> you're um, making me nervous and you're making me go to the bathroom, but I'm still going to drive. That's exactly. I'm still mm -hmm. driving and we're still going to do that live podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. still going to do the live show. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I find that, I mean, that's just so powerful. Yeah. To, to get to this point where, you, and I think a lot of it is maybe, I know my parents, they were brought up by people who lived during the great depression. And so there was this huge, huge, huge scarcity mindset, right? Mm -hmm. There's just not enough, yeah. not enough. And so we, even, we, we, and then we, we take that mindset, or at least, you know, I would take that mindset and I would apply it to, to, all right, so I'm going to go after it makes, it makes you competitive. I think it doesn't make you collaborative, right? Like yeah. I have to compete with you for this limited resource of, you know, internet bandwidth. And yeah. if I don't want to compete with you and I want to be someone who just kind of gets along with everybody and, and doesn't make waves and you, you don't even try then, right? No. So as an adult, you won't, you won't even try for the, the airwaves. You'll say everybody else sh should get that. Cause you know, I'm copacetic with everybody. Yeah. So. I'm fine without it. It's okay. Yeah. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's so, so huge. When, um, I think that I had a lot of fear over not 
being seen as a certain kind of person when mm-hmm. I, um, was like in a heterosexual marriage and we had like a big house in the suburbs. All of these things were not like authentic decisions, but I just had this big fear of, of not being this way that I, I thought I should, like I should it all over myself. Mm -hmm. As uh, one of my, one of my friends and yoga instructor, Rachel, he says, stop shooting all over yourself. So yeah. So I would just constantly be shooting over myself and, and, so it took me, it took me so long and so many like punches to the face mm-hmm. in the, not literal, but metaphorical in this right. unsafe relationship to be able to wake up and say, maybe that's not good. Maybe after the, you know, two millionth punch, I was like, oh, okay. All right. I, I, you know, I don't want to do this anymore, but my fear would keep me coming back and mm-hmm. plugging in, plugging in to that same, that same experience because I was afraid of being authentically seen. So it's very right. Similar. And you were taught that this is the safe route. Yeah. This is the, this is the successful, safe way mm-hmm. you need to you know, keep, you need to go and get your technical degree in science and math, and then, you know, go be a productive citizen, you know, for the, for the world and then yeah. pop out some babies and, you know, have a nice big house. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Fear is, fear is so big. So yeah, don't let fear, don't let fear drive the bus. Would you like, we have a, oh, we do have a quote. We have a quote. Yes, I was just going to say, would you like to read the quote? Did I put you on the spot? Oh yeah. So if you want to, quotes, a courtesy of Don Miguel Ruiz and Heather. Uh, If you want (laughs) to live a life of joy and fulfillment, you have to find the courage to break those agreements that are fear-based and claim your personal power. So once you break that agreement with fear and say like, I'm no longer going to let you drive my bus. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're able to literally put yourself in the driving seat. So that's the, that's the power. Yeah. To saying enough is enough. And I'm going to, I'm going to go forward authentically as myself, even though I feel like I'm naked driving here, I'm yeah. finally in the seat. And we've all made agreements that we think were in our best interest. And then later we're like, yeah, that wasn't a good choice. You know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with fear. You've made these agreements and then you're like, oh, yeah, this isn't a good relationship anymore. The meaning yeah. with, the, with the fear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just so. And I think living with teenagers who are like little adults is just so. And I'm able to just kind of see like my journey, like where I was, like reflected in them all the time. And they're and because. I often stop them and, and say, well, why, why would you want to do that? Or why would you want to say that? Yeah. Just to kind of get the juices flowing for self-awareness. And they're like, um, yeah, cause it's cool. So that's, a t- cause that's what everyone's doing, mom. So, those, yeah. you know, but, but like when you pause to now, if they had then paused and been like, oh, well, I don't have to do what everyone else says. See, that's the next step. Right. And so it's just like, pausing to say like, why do I want to do this? And then pausing to say like, what is behind this? What is behind? Why do I want this big house? Right. Because certainly the answer isn't it because I want to clean it. That's not why. Yeah. No. So like, why do I, why do I feel like I need to have like, I need to have it perfect. So when everyone comes over, Oh, why do I want to have it perfect? Oh, because I want everyone to see my perfect house. Why do I feel like I need to show everyone this perfect house because I want everyone to know that I'm successful. Why do I think this house is is a sign of success? Cause it's big and it's like, Oh, it's like what my parents' house looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's a good lead into our next one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to tip number two. I feel like this one is so stay in your lane. It's just, so continuing with the, the car analogy, Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, stay in your lane probably was something that saved my family or me from wanting to divorce either my wife or my teenagers during the pandemic. Um, because it has to, I mean, it has to do with physical boundaries, right? Maintaining your physical boundaries from people and make sure, making sure you have space, but, but also unattaching from what you're doing that, for other, for other people, 
like in mm-hmm. reaction to what other people like I'm doing this because they want me to or and um like I can't even tell you like how many times I said yes to like helping with room mom duties or PTA duties and I was just like and then I get in a room with some like hyper controlling controlling alpha mom who you know, belongs at the head of some like evil 101 Dalmatians, Corolla DeVille kind of corporation. It doesn't belong in reality. And I'm like, why, you know, why am I doing this? So that, so that these other moms can be happy. So Mm -hmm. other people can see me as someone who gives like all my time up to being around toxic people. So staying in your lane, I think is, is just so important to learn to unattach from doing things to get that response from other people to get like, I'm doing this to make you love me or like, I'm doing mm-hmm. this for you. And like all that stuff, right. That's cause like so controlling. Yeah. Um, like in my marriage, when things got really bad. So things got really bad when we got the big house in the suburbs in my marriage to my husband and the whole house was most like inflated with anger a lot. And so I was constantly doing things to make my husband happy. Yes. So I would feed the kids a little bit so they weren't cranky before they got home. I would put them in clean clothes. I would like, so I would like do all these things to nurture my kids so that they were happy. Mm-hmm. So like I was trying to control them. And then my husband would come home and be like, here's a drink. And like, here's, here's a well-behaved child you can hang out with. So you were doing preemptive stuff. I was doing preemptive to to to, yeah. to keep away or any triggers or yeah. anything that might cause grumpy. Yeah. Or I would say like, oh, kids, you can, when dad comes home, you can watch a show. Cause then I'd be like, cause if I knew we'd had a bad day, then I could circumvent. I could say no show until when dad comes home, a special treat. And then I can circumvent the kids away from dad to mm-hmm. get their treat. And they wouldn't know dad's angry. They would just think that they earned a, a treat. Yeah. Right. So, so none of that none of it was staying in my lane. 0% was staying in my lane. But you know, it was also sad. Like I didn't know what my lane was at that point. My lane was just, which is, which is other people's lanes, making other people's lane drives happy. So I wasn't even in my car at that moment. Right. You were driving other people outside of my car, driving other people's cars (laughs) for them. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and just, so something else, and then this is kind of like a bigger concept in this. If uh, if any of you listening to this, if you've ever read the four agreements. Which is uh, where Dom- all these quotes are from. Yeah, all these doing. quotes are from the four agreements. Uh, Dom McGregor-Reese talks a lot about being in the dream. And so this is like when, when you're not awake, when you're not self-aware, you are just programmed to to follow society's rules, to, to be a a person, just kind of like a a part of the flock of sheep, just kind of doing, doing what everyone else is, is doing in society. Um, Mm -hmm. like during the depression, you know, everyone hid coffee cans of money in their front yard. And, um, and so, and so just kind of continuing to be in that dream. And so finally, when you wake up from that dream, you can claim your freedom. And that's what we're talking about today. If you're more Mm -hmm. interested in, learning about the four agreements. Um, I would love to chat with you about it or, you know, put in your, put in the comments if you like four agreements or any other books that you have read, uh, that really helped you with personal freedom. We'd love to, we'd love to hear that. So do you have, um, something that you would like to talk about with regards to staying in your lane? Yes. Um, my biggest example of that in my life, when I learned that lesson was after college, you know, I, wasn't sure what I was going to do. I had an English major. What do you do with that? I didn't want to be a teacher. Um, so I got my first like admin job and, um, I thought, you know what? I, I want to go to massage school. I want to become a massage therapist and word spread throughout the family somehow. And it got to my grandmother and my grandmother has always thought that I'm extremely brilliant and should become a lawyer a doctor or president. Those, those okay. were pretty much those my were your choices. options. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, so she sent no me big this, shoes there or anything. No, she sent me this long letter explaining to mm-hmm. me why going to massage school would be a waste that it was all hard work. It wasn't a lot of money and it, 
those things are true. And <laughs> however, so, yeah, there's yeah, other oh, benefits yeah. that came with it. Um, and so I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And oh. I went to work for a cell phone company and um, did that for a while. And then one day I realized I woke up and, and that's when you're listening to the little voice, right? Kind of like we were talking about. Sometimes a little voice gets past the fear and says, you're unhappy. Um, and so, and I just realized if I woke up every day and my day was like the day that I was going to have, that I was not going to be happy. I was going to be a miserable person. And so, you know, one of those moments where your life flashes in front of your eyes, like, oh God, I don't want that. So <laughs> I don't um, want to retire from this job <laughs> no. or tomorrow. I don't even want to live tomorrow. Yeah. No. And so I um, started researching and went to massage school and I have never regretted it. And yes, there were times when massage was hard and I didn't make billions of dollars, but I made enough to help support us during the recession. And I learned a ton about myself, about other people, about healing. Um, it, it was, it was the game changer in my life. Yeah. It started so, you on your, on your path, but mm -hmm. that is, that is the dream of society encroaching on you through mm -hmm. your grandmother. Yeah. Right? Because that's what she would expect other people would have expected of her would expect of you. So that's the dream society just coming, coming right at you, like full, full force in full a force. letter grandma. I mean, could that be any harder? No, I don't know. Who wakes up and who, who's his little kid says, I'm going to be a massage therapist. You know, it's always like, I'm going to be a fireman or a doctor or a vet or a, you know, like it's not the acceptable things. Yeah. So. Yeah. And thank, thank goodness for this next generation and, you know, all the Simone Biles is out there with regards to like the mental health, health awareness, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my daughter, she right now, I mean, she's a beautiful artistic soul, but she's like, I'm going to rope and be a therapist. And I was like, awesome. that is the most coolest thing ever. And she's mm -hmm. like, I know. <laughs> so she has very, she still has very healthy self-esteem and she's 14. So feel like for her feel like we're doing good so far so yeah so we'll we'll, we'll keep it keep it going yeah all right so let's let's move on to the oh wait we have a nice quote for this one do no we yeah. don't we not don't in, we don't not in stay in your lane oh no oh yeah okay sorry this that's the third one i didn't write yeah. down which numbers they were that's okay like, oh. so like, anyone who's watching this you got a little preview that's of the next quote <laughs> You can rewind there'll and be, pause and read it. <laughs> there'll, there'll, be a, there'll be a quiz at the end. No, there won't be a quiz. No, no quizzes. Quiz. But yes. So um, so for anyone who's watching this preview, so would love to know how, um, if you resonate with letting fear drive your bus and how that's <laughs> impacted your life and how you've been able to, um, you know, kind of stop that and um, move forward more authentically and also how you stay um if it's hard to stay in your lane as a recovering codependent of eight years, um, you know, someone who never drove in my own car or stayed in my own lane. Um, so it's kind of, it's a constant challenge, but it's getting easier. The, the more and more brave steps I, I take, the, the more I realize I like driving my own car and no one else's it's safer. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically. It's safer. <laughs> it's also easier. The more you get to learn who you are and what you want and, and stay in your lane to do those mm -hmm. things. Life is better. Yeah. So let's move on to number three, let in grace. All right. So why is grace important for this? Because I think with all that fear and that stay in your lane, I think there's a lot of shame that comes when you decide to mm -hmm. not do those things because, well, first of all, they have been telling you not to. So grace is forgiveness and compassion and acceptance and love like all in one giving yourself mm -hmm. the grace to step into your lane to make mistakes um and figure it out and take care of yourself and love yourself and put yourself first and to to radically accept who you are and that takes grace because you're going to need to have forgiveness for yourself and compassion 
and for others as well. Cause some people aren't going to like when you do these things mm-hmm. and you're going to need to have grace for them that they don't, they don't get it and it's okay. So do yeah. you have a moment in your life where you went through this? Ah, uh, so I had to, well, first I had to, I had to learn to stay in my own lane, but once, once I did, and then I started to kind of, you know, to turn inward, um, I would say that my, my journey from all these tips, once to tips four, tip four would be from a self, um, a self hate to mm-hmm. a belief in self. So, so once mm-hmm. I was able to consistently care about myself, even though, and I will say this to any of you who like kind of, if you have like an inconsistent self care or like taking care of yourself, kind of like, sometimes you're just like, Oh, I haven't like done anything for myself in a long time. And I'm just totally wasted. Um, so if you have inconsistent self care, it's because you don't like, you might not yet have that self love and you're not going to get the self love. It's kind of chicken egg thing. So I didn't get the self-love until I figured out how to consistently put myself first and consistently mm-hmm. give myself grace and consistently ask myself what I need and then and then give it to myself and then mm-hmm. say, oh my God, I really need a before work nap, which wasn't even part of my language until like the pandemic. Um, so, con- so, con- so taking all these consistent steps got me to a place that I'm always giving myself grace, no matter what, because mm-hmm. I'm human. And, and so then it finally ended up in this cascade, right? We were talking about this cascade that once you like the self-love and then you forgiveness and you have that's all this humility. And so then you can, it kind of like letting in this grace kind of opens up the doors wide to mm-hmm. saying like, this is what could be possible for you, but you yeah. can't see what's possible and until you have this, this inside yourself, like I love myself, no matter if I ugly cried in my car the other day and I wrote out all these shitty poems that I never want to publish and all this <laughs> stuff. And I, I give myself grace to do all of that and do more of it until I feel better because I'm not meant here to be here to suffer. Mm-hmm. And for you listening, you're not meant here to be here to suffer or to be a workaholic or to be addicted to anything other than maybe taking care of yourself. Yeah. So, okay. I'll get out my little high horse there. You can tell I'm slightly no, that's, passionate. It's not a high horse. It's like, but everything you said is true. You know, sometimes when you start this process, you don't even know what you need. Yeah. You or you're to- like, why would I do that? Why would I even want to like, eat healthy. Cause what I, I eat what I like and that's fine. Yeah. Like, and so you're, you're first, you're going to just battle. You're like, why would I want to do that with self-care? I mean, it's fine. I'm fine. I was brought up fine. Nothing is wrong here, but like, yeah. I just, I, I beg you to ask the question, like, what if you did some things mm-hmm. that made you feel good on the inside and not like, a yeah. I'm going to buy myself like a tennis bracelet kind of good, but like, yeah. I mean, those, you know, they're pretty, you know, but like something that made you feel connected with your worth, like yeah. connected with, and then we'll, we'll talk about this next connected with your truth of who you are. Mm-hmm. Like for a long yeah. time, I felt bad. I felt really bad about sleeping with teddy bears. And finally, at some point in the last years, I'm like, I'm always going to sleep with teddy bears and mm-hmm. it's okay yeah. because I have a crook in my arm. That's meant for a teddy bear. That's right. right here. And you know, my wife has always kind of accepted it and, and I used to hide it. Like I would hide the teddy bear and then in the night, like after, like she would be asleep, like I'd bring it out and I'd like tuck it under, um, <laughs> it's like covert teddy bear hugger. So, yeah. um, so yeah, just giving myself grace to say like, I'm a, I'm a, you know, stuffed animal sleeper person. person. You yeah. know, when during the recession, um, life was hard in the Cox family. Mm. And I have a teddy bear named Snuffles that I've had mm. since I was young. And yeah, I would sleep with Snuffles because oh. it felt like sleeping with a hug, you know? Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah. At some point I read a book that said that there is um, a whole few generations of people who were taught not to attach to any one parent because uh, mm -hmm. so separate. It was uh, from Western European countries and then developed these unusually strong attachments with inanimate objects like teddy bears. And I was like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I totally, I totally get it. Like when yeah. I need consoling, I never went to my parents. I went to like my blankie or my teddy bear. Mm -hmm. So just because they want to foster that independent attitude, right? That's what they were thought what they were doing, but they were just fostering like a, a ridiculously secure attachment with inanimate objects. So, um, and I'm like, well, I get, that's it, what it is. I can't break it. And I'm just going to accept it. That was probably around the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be out with my, I'm coming out of the closet as a teddy bear sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. We love for you sure. for being a teddy bear sleeper. Oh, thanks Heather. Thanks. That's no. the first, this is the first time I ever said that, um, to, you know, the general like out, in, out, out in the, out in the inner interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, know, I feel like I'm always, I'm always coming out somehow. That's so, right. <laughs> we're going back in. If I'm recording my podcast, I record yeah. in the closet. So it's, I'm out in the closet, in the closet, out in the closet, in the closet. All right. And so this is um, this is another quote from Don McGillery's about forgiveness and grace. And uh, yeah. So Do you want, give yourself want some grace, people. Oh. Yeah. Go for it. Forgiveness is the only way to heal. You can choose to forgive because we feel compassion for ourselves. Mm. So, and I think okay. that's important. And just going back to what you said about um, like, you just got to keep doing it and keep doing it, and keep doing it. That's where I find grace for myself is when I stumble, I stand back up and I'm like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going and keep doing the little steps. Even if you think they're, they're stupid and it will make a difference. Mm -hmm. It will make a difference. Finding the grace to yeah. say, that's okay. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. Just keep going. Those baby so. steps. So, so important. And uh, someone who wrote a book here, Heather, talks <laughs> about the importance of the, the baby steps. Baby steps so. are huge. Yeah. One huge thing steps, doing baby it. steps. Yep. So you're not overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to go to the, to the fourth. So, so we kind of did these in order so that you, the, the tips are in order. Like, so once you let go of, of letting your ego, like kind of putting your ego in the back seat, putting that fear in the back seat, and then staying in your lane, right. Unattaching from, you know, what you, um, you know, trying to, what other people think, say, or do, and what society is expecting you to do. So kind of like, like unattaching from the fear and the ego and, and other, other people's reactions and what you expect other people to do. And so, and then you let in the grace. So you let in this watershed, this watershed of a just like radical self-acceptance, self-love, compassion, forgiveness. And so then that's going to open the door to something miraculous. And that mm -hmm. is, you're going to be able to really connect with, uh, you can either call it your inner child or your truth. And you're going to be able to, to hear, to hear what, not, not what you need, but maybe what your, what your next steps are in, in your, in your divine purpose. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be able to hear, you know, connect with like the greater truth of, you know, of the universe. And you're going to be able to understand like, what is your piece in the, the, the beautiful, magnificent puzzle that, mm -hmm. that we're all in. And, um, I can say, I can say personally, when I went through these first three steps in my life, I only hit the fourth step after 12 years of a healing journey. Now I'm a slow and deliberate learner and healer. And so I'm sure other people will be much faster than I am. Um, but during the, during the pandemic, I didn't really, I didn't really have a big life moment because I'd been so used to having life lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I did have was a series of a whole week, weeks worth of middle of the night wake ups with this one word in my head. And it was called mom sanity, which if any of you've been following me since the beginning, which there'd be like two people who might know this in the world, that was what my first blog was named was mom sanity. 
And so it kept, it kept waking me up, kept waking me up, kept waking me up. And so finally on the seventh day, I was like, I need to do something with this word. Mm-hmm. This word, I've, I've never said it to myself. Yes, I have mom sanity. I'm grateful for having mom sanity in the pandemic. And I find it just a, a miracle in and of itself. But now I need to do something about it. And so then I was like, all right, you know what? I got all this other training and writing. I'm going to write, I'm going to write some random, you know, face planty stories. And so by doing that and taking the, taking the scary, the scary steps, I kept embracing and listening and, and strengthening that muscle. It's like, it's like a muscle. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes if I'm not in alignment and I get too on the, too on the busy track, I will wake up in the morning, similar to the mom sanity sound that was in my head for seven days straight, and something will be shouting at me. Um, or I'll do a meditation. I'll have just like a profound experience because it was something that universe has been in my inner truth has been shouting at me to do mm-hmm. that I've been too busy. And yeah. so I would say that stillness, I've been mentoring for six years. Um, my yoga practice is probably not as consistent as yours. Heather, um, either journaling, but, um, but my meditation isn't as consistent as yours. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, you you got to find your thing. Yeah. Yeah. So stillness, stillness is so incredibly important to just sit in. And if anything, I mean, we, we are the love of our own lives, right? We're with, we're with ourselves the most in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so if anything, just sit in that stillness to get to know, who you are on the inside. And then it will take a, take a long time of practice, but you'll get to, you get to feel and hear what your truth is. And for me, that was nothing short of a miracle from where I was even a year ago to where I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're happier now. Yes. I have a consistent level of joy in my life. It's just this steady, purpose-filled, you know, courageous, you know, willing to, willing to try out anything, this flexibility of like failing forward. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to fail forward. I'm willing to, you know, do, do face plants because in the, in just so that I can learn more about myself and embrace myself more to be able to show up better for how the people who need me. Yeah. So I believe in myself now. And that was, that was the big difference because I have my truth. I can believe in myself. I'm connected and I know that I am meant to make a difference. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. you, Heather. Um, I, um, my big truth happened, um, when I was engaged to this man who's, who's a lovely man. Um, but the, the family dynamics were not good. And, um, one morning I just woke up and I realized if, again, if I continue down this path, much like corporate world, um, I, but it was different. Like I just, with, with, you know, corporate world, I was like, I'm not going to be a happy person, you know, but with this one, I woke up and I realized because I was living the life that I thought that I was supposed to, I was revolving my world around him and his daughter and his family. And I was not honoring myself at all. I woke up and I realized that in five years, if I continue now this path in five years, I will not be me anymore. Mm. And I wouldn't like that person. Mm. And that was like, you know, one of those truths is like, you know, because now I know the truth. And it was almost like a little bit backwards. Like now I have to give myself grace to do this. I take the fears and all that stuff, but the truth was there. And so um, with that being said, (laughs) I I did it, but there was, I had to listen to that voice that says, this isn't you, this is not you. And if you don't live you, then you're not going to live in personal freedom. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All of these steps are like figuring out who you are, just as you said, like, who am I and how do I take care of myself and how do I nurture myself? You know? 
Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking the, the whole time we've been talking, I've been like, you know, this is kind of like planting something. Like you have the seed and you're not sure what it is. So you're afraid, but you go ahead and put it in the soil. And then all of the world is like, you can't plant that there. You don't even know what that is. What if it's like a feed me Seymour, you know, like, <laughs> you know. all right. And then you start nurturing it and watering it and giving it grace, just going, I don't know what you're going to be, but I love you. And I think you're going to be awesome. And then it sprouts and grows. And then it is what it is. Mm. So that's been going through my head this whole time. Like "Mm." nurture it and just see what it wants to become. Find out who you are. So yeah, grow, grow your, grow your inner truth. Yeah. Grow, grow a a connection through, through watering with love and and Mm -hmm. grace and forgiveness. Just start nurturing yourself Mm. and see what you become. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I love that. so the final quote that brings it all together. Yay. True freedom has to do with the human spirit. Mm-hmm. It is the freedom to be who we really are. That's what personal freedom is. Being able to live as you are freely. Unapologetically, unequivocally, authentically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I know, as you know very well, Heidi, that there are certain people that when you find that inner truth, it's not so easy to live Mm -hmm. in this society Mm -hmm. and still standing in that inner truth and living it. That's, that's freedom. And I, I, I salute and applaud everyone who does it no matter what. Yes. I am reminded um, what you, when I, I recently finished, you are a badass by Jen Sincero mm-hmm. and she has a whole chapter uh, that's titled man in a loincloth. So she was backpacking in Utah and came across this man who's literally been living off the land for many, many years. He was like this very tanned, super, super ripped man, right? Cause he's living off the land in the middle of Utah, which is mostly rock and not a lot of lush forests as far as, I know my experience of Utah to be, and, and he just had a loincloth on. And this is a, this is a modern day tale. Yeah. So that is a man who symbolically has personal freedom. Yes. I'm not saying we all need to be men in loincloths, but you need to figure out what is your version of the man in the loincloth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done. If that has to do with teddy bears, then it has yeah. to do with teddy bears. That's like I, or massage school or massage school. Or um, there was a woman who came to Jeff's store and I'm like, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a fire dancer. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was an option. Dang. How cool is that? That is very dance cool. with fire. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be that. I know. I was like, I didn't know that was an option as a kid. Was that on that test? You know, that you took like things you'd be good at. I know. Doctor, lawyer, president, fire dancer. Fire dancer. Check. Who knew? Because I've heard of the fire, you know, swallower. Yeah. Yeah. You see them at the Renaissance Festival. That's like, yeah. Someone who might, might have been on the uh, flag corps in high school who Mm -hmm. might be more of a daredevil. Boom. Fire dancer is your answer. Yeah. I right love there. that. Fire dancer is your answer. You're a yeah. poet and you knew it. Actually <laughs> do it. All right. So now we're going to move on to no seriously. I do want to say real quick though, honestly, people that are watching, even after the live version, comment, tell us, tell us your stories. We love to hear them. I, I, we love it when people tell their stories. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about your experience with like standing in your truth and, and Mm -hmm. any kind of experiences or stories that revolve around that or how you let in grace and how you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Those are, those are all big. Those are are radical, radical questions. And if you join our Facebook group live with Heidi and Heather on our Facebook group, we're going Mm -hmm. through the gratitude challenge that Heidi set up. And we've had some lovely stories on there from people sharing their gratitude and sharing things in their life. And it's been really, really lovely. So thank you to everybody who's been sharing on that too. Yeah. 
yeah it's been it's been a fabulous month and um and i have uh another challenge that i'll reveal in december um that is all new and even my kids thought they were proud of me after i made this challenge and then they're gonna do it so so nice. stay tuned. Maybe I'll do a little announcement in our Facebook group. I'll do a stream. Awesome. Yeah. And then people can get in on the good stuff uh, and get it all downloaded before December starts. Yeah. So anyway, so I want to talk, I want to talk uh, about this. No, seriously. So Heather, you know, I have a podcast. Yes. And so I record uh, last Friday, which Friday is usually my recording day, got really busy. So I didn't get to record until after dinner. Mm -hmm. So about once a week or so, maybe twice a week, I will have a drink. And that's usually because I don't have to shuffle kids anywhere at night. And it's like a celebration of being a, you continue to be a homebody and not having to go outside. Yeah. So I had had a beer with dinner and Ooh. I've never like actually had alcohol and then recorded a podcast and I wasn't tipsy or anything. I am yeah. like, I wasn't tipsy, but I do want to let, if anyone, um, who is listening on the replays ever tried to record anything after having, um, a carbonated alcoholic beverage. Um, so it was quite a challenge because I would have to stop the pod many times to belch. <laughs> So I'll be like, mm. hi, I'm back with this story. Oh, so I love podcast, that. Though, just like, don't drink and drive. Don't drink. Beer, don't beer and pod. That's that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so, and sometimes I could catch it in my throat in time, and I'll be like, this. Kind of oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, lessons learned. I was like, wow, I could do a whole story about the fact that when I was trying to record the story. Hmm. <laughs> and then the first part, I was just like, oh, this is going to be so great. I'm a little loose from my beard. I kept drinking the beer and I was like, mm, this is not good. Yeah. No. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> what about you, Heather? You didn't, you didn't you just go back you know, and continue on your podcast on, you didn't let everybody oh, know. I could have, huh? and then I could have cut it out, but I didn't even want to have to worry about cutting it no. out. So I would just stop and then go. No. And then the button probably like... made the polite, most efficient choice. It's yeah. True. And then I was, I was really surprised because I also had like, it was like, I had a buildup of saliva in my mouth. I know it's kind of, weird. but then I was like, <laughs> and so that was, I already had to edit those out. Oh God. <laughs> Oh. podcasting beginner moment. Yes. It, just keep going. You got to just keep going. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, last week, as we know, was the change of the clocks. Mm -hmm. And it usually takes me a little while to change the clock down here in my office because I'm teaching yoga and I don't, I, I, things go by an hour. It doesn't really matter if it's on a four or three, it, you know, it starts at 12 and it works its way around, mm -hmm. you know? So I just really don't pay attention. Well, before my class on this particular day, I had an energy session with somebody and um, I really enjoy this person. And all of a sudden I looked up at the clock and I was like, Holy crap. Have we really gone almost three hours? That's ridiculous. And so as I'm wrapping it up with, her, I'm like, okay, so usually these sessions, I know it says an hour, usually they they do run 90 minutes with talking before and talking after. Um, but I just want you to know that in the future, they will not run like two and a half hours, almost three hours. And she kind of looked at me weird. And I was like, okay, you know, me just thinking, well, she's not happy about that or whatever. We hang up. And then because I'm not, at this point, I'm racing because I have to get ready for my yoga class. And I start the live stream for the yoga and I'm waiting and nobody shows. And I'm like, okay, but I have this policy that if you've signed up, which people had and you don't show, then I send you the recording of it. So I'm like, I guess I'm doing yoga, you know? So I go through like the whole class doing the whole class. And as I'm in happy baby, if you know yoga, that's like the sign of we're about to go to Savasana. I'm in happy baby. And I look up and somebody has popped up on the screen and I'm like, dude, you're an hour late. Oh, and then I realized I hadn't turned my clock back. 
you were so an hour I early. started the class an hour early and that poor person that I did the energy session with, it hadn't been three hours. No, it had been just the right time. Oh. And I was like, oh, guess I'm doing yoga all over again. <laughs> Double yoga session. Yeah, so I did. I started over and just did it all again. So oh. right, it was good for me. Wow. Wow. So that yeah. it, it's rare that the the time change gets me. That time it did, I was like, and, and luckily it wasn't horrible. I mean, no, no harm, no foul, just to me. That was it. Yeah, that was my no serious. That's a good moment. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're gonna move on to what are we grateful for? Mm, what are you grateful for? Ah, well, I have, I have personally been very grateful at the community that we're building in the live with Heidi and Heather group and all the gratitude. So that has been excellent. Yeah. Um, and I'm also very grateful for me being able to sit with the anger of my son and have him do a reflection. And then we were able to sit and talk about it and, I was able to take care of myself after afterwards and not uh, when I would have had an experience like that with my ex-husband, I would have just pushed it down or had lots of coffee or organized a linen closet. So big steps in, in that. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Heather? I am grateful for Watson. Um, Watson Please explain is, to people, yeah, who Watson is. <clears throat> Watson is our new cat. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so Watson is a rescue from my friend's animal rescue. She called me and said, I have the perfect cat for your husband. My husband's the cat person, not me. Um, which is why I don't have Watson right here to show you because I'm in my office and Watson isn't allowed in my office because I do have an allergy toward him that um, is doable. Um, what I'm grateful for though, is about 10 years ago, my husband lost his cat mm. and he, he just, his heart, I don't think ever really mended from that. And so all this time I've been kind of like wanting him to get a cat, knowing that it wasn't going to really mend until he got a cat. And, um, so that happened on Friday and it's been an interesting journey because I have a dog, Ember you've seen and they've been kind of getting to know each other there's been some ups and downs and stuff um but to see my husband sitting on the couch with this cat in his lap it's actually like five months old it's a kitten but he's a big cat it's hard to remember that he's a kitten <laughs> um and just petting this purring creature in his lap and seeing him smile made it all worth it so that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for Watson for making my husband smile. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And for all of you watching the replay, let us know what you are grateful for. Or if you even have a no seriously moment. We'd yes, love to, we love no seriously We'd love to know if you've also beer and potted in the past. Or <laughs> what your experience is with welcoming a new a new cat or dog into your, into your home are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, so now it's uh, time. I think we should pull uh, an affirmation from the bowl of affirmation. Excellent. Uh, for Watson. So Ooh. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Watson first. Aww. And I'm thinking uh, next month I'm gonna have. Oh. Uh, somebody is uh, walking their dog down the street. How dare they? Yeah. Let me go. Hey, Elvis. Yeah, good boy. Yeah, good boy. You can go lay down. Yeah. He's probably got at least a couple more barks in him. Just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> he always says he has the mouth ready and then he gets the punishment from mom. And then he's like, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Last word. All right. Ah, all right. So this is. Watson. I am lovable, loving, and loved. Ooh, I like that. That's a really good one for yay, cat yay. Which is probably very true. Mm -hmm. All right. And this is, Heather, this is yours. Oh, I think I got this one last time. Obstacles are my opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I need that today. It's a good oh, one. All right. And mine. Oh, 
I probably need this one. Play matters. Play matters. It sound, you do need to play today after the, the, yeah. the I don't want to say the tough morning, the growing morning that you yeah, had. Yeah, it, it, it was a growth morning there. So that's for sure. For sure. Yeah. Are you so, going to pull for, one for everybody? I am. I am going to pull one for everybody. Oh, I am worthy. Ah, all of you out there. Yes. Mm. Your light is important. You're put here on this earth mm. to shine your light. You are worthy mm -hmm. of all of it. Yeah. I'm going to say of the week. I am going to put the affirmation of the week in there. That's my new tidbit. All right. So in December, December 3rd, I believe it's third. Yes. First. Mm -hmm. first. Third. No, it's the first. No, it's the third. December 3rd is um, about joy. Oh, okay. I thought it was December 1st. Well, let me check my calendar. Okay. Our, our first show in December is going to be on joy and yes. not the Christmassy kind of joy, the joy that you get from oh. aligning with your purpose. It does. It is December 1st. On our notes, it says December 3rd. Do, do, oh. do. Okay. Seriously? <laughs> no, seriously? Let's not be two days late to that one. So, <laughs> and then we're going to figure out what a holiday show is, and then we're going to invite you all. So, mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Sending you love, light, and laughter. Until next time, I'm Heidi Esther. And I'm Heather Cox. And, we'll and see you thank you for coming. Bye. Well, I hope you liked the show. Here's the Sojourner question. Three ways to engage grace in your life. First, will you take the grace challenge? Second, the Facebook question of the week is who embodies grace to you? You can answer on my Facebook page at Heidi Esther Author. And a Facebook poll of the week. What word do you most associate with grace? Join and answer in the Live with Heidi and Heather Facebook group. Ready for more Live with Heidi and Heather shows? Check out our page on Facebook or subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links to the all the above stuff are in the show notes. Announcements. The Facebook question of the week and the poll of the week can both be found on my Heidi Esther author Facebook page or in the Live with Heidi and Heather Facebook group. Second, feel great. Send the gratitude challenge to your friends and go to my Facebook author page to answer the daily prompts. Wednesday, December 1st at noon central, from hot mess to empowered joy. Yep, we're talking about it on the Live with Heidi and Heather show on YouTube. You don't want to miss. All right. Well, that's it for me this week. Sending you love, light, grace, and laughter. Until next time.